college basketball is coming to an end. A couple big games last night with Duke and Baylor. Uh, going to talk a little bit about the NFL and the CBA, what I think about the new deal, and uh, my reaction to the players. Uh, I'm also going to talk a little bit about the U.S. Marathon Trials. Um, not going to talk too much about it, and a little bit about the games I'm looking forward to this week. Um, Edmonton, man, Minnesota has to give a lot of credit to Edmonton for their game last night against the Predators. Um, but let's get this started. It's February 3rd, 2020, and you are listening to Against the Spread Podcast. This past weekend and past week can kind of sum up what college basketball has been this year. Uh, Kansas goes into Kansas State and barely gets out. Uh, they were able to escape the upset. Uh, Baylor goes down. They've lost two of their last three games until last night's game where they played Texas Tech, and they had to go into overtime. That was at home. Uh, Texas Tech, man, they came out and they played hard. Um, I was surprised that uh, – they ended up losing. Um, from what I heard, that's their fourth overtime loss. And um, and they haven't won one yet. So uh, that was unfortunate to see. But number four, Baylor survives. And their hope to getting another number one seed. And to share the regular season Big 12 conference uh, is still alive. Uh, Duke loses two in a row. Um and to Wake Forest in Virginia. Uh, the Virginia game, that was wild. I got to see the last of that, and it was pretty exciting. Um, but they got a victory again last night uh, against North Carolina State, and not sure if they're back on track. We're going to have to see how they play against North Carolina. Uh, like I've said in the podcast or in previous episodes, those two teams, when they get together, no matter what their record is, it's always very competitive. And uh, they'll be in at Duke this time, but I still expect to be a really close game. Um, Florida State gets upset on the road to Clemson. Uh, Michigan State upsets number nine on the road. Um, my, you know, my Arizona and Arizona State both lost in big games. ASU is now two games back from UCLA. Uh, University of Arizona is now three games back of UCLA, and it that U of A game was very important. Um, for both Arizona and uh, Arizona State. Um, but the loss that the ASU suffered on uh, Saturday night to USC was also, it didn't help. But if ASU got the win and U of A got the win, it would have helped both of those teams out. But now they're sitting back. Um, U of A won't get, uh, they won't get the conference championship, regular season championship. I believe ASU still has a chance. They're two games back from UCLA. I don't know what the record is between those two. Um, I will have to look at that. Um, but that conference seems a little weak. Uh, they have only got one ranked team in the conference, and that is Oregon. Um, I saw them play against U of A the other night or last week at U of A. Uh, that game went into overtime, and you know if it wasn't for Pritchard, Oregon would have lost easily. So... Um, you can't rely on him every single game, and I don't think, and that's one reason why I don't think that uh, they will win the Pac-12 tournament. Um, and that's what I was going to talk about too: is uh, 
I'm going to give a preview of what I think the Pac-12 and who the tur- or who's going to win the tournament in Vegas. I'll do the same thing for the Big Ten. Um, I know that my Minnesota Gophers will not be making it this year. Uh, the only way that they can get in is if they um, win their conference tournament, and it doesn't look likely. Uh, they've lost to uh, some teams that they should have beat, uh, like the game in Wisconsin couple of days ago they should have won um but they just can't win against them and they struggle against tougher teams uh they'll compete with them they'll get close but they just um yeah they just can't finish games like that iowa game um eight teams in the top 25 but four of those are ranked 20 or belower um but it's still good to have eight teams in the top 25 um just like the back 12 i will give a review of the big 10 tournament i believe that tournament is in new york i think it was last year it used to be in indiana but um before i move on to the nfl uh shout out to edmonton oilers scoring five goals in the third period um to take an eight to three victory over the nashville predators um minnesota wild has to thank the edmonton oilers like i said in the last podcast you know minnesota i believe that they could lose one of the two games and i prefer them to lose to washington but to have Edmonton come back and um, help them out, it's good for tomorrow's game. And I hope Edmonton uh, kind of wore out Nashville in the first two periods because now they have to travel to uh, St. Paul and play Minnesota in St. Paul. So I think Minnesota will be ready. But um, I will give a preview or my reaction to both of those games uh, tomorrow or uh, yeah, tomorrow or Thursday. I'm not sure yet. Now I'm going to change it up a little bit. I actually haven't talked about the NFL all that much. Um, I've just been too excited about the XFL that been a little bit distracted about the NFL. But um, So there's this uh, new CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement, between the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Um, they're trying to get an agreement to get a 17th game in the regular season and cut a preseason game to just three and add an additional uh, wild card to the playoffs. And this new agreement would actually last for the next 10 years. And I think this would be, I honestly think that this would be very exciting to have a 17th game. I always thought that preseason games didn't really matter, or at least there was too many of them. I thought four was way too many. I mean, you play one and two, and you hardly ever see any of the starters, so I never saw the point of really having these preseason games unless these teams are competing or these players are competing for spots and i have a feeling that the coach has a really good idea of who he is going to start who he's going to cut but um, there might be some occasions where he doesn't know and that's where these preseason games are important but i don't think that there's a purpose for having three or four Um, i think three is enough i i'd go down as low as two but i'll settle for three right now um, as of right now, it is not moving forward. Um, from my understanding, there is di- dispute between the younger and older players, and it's really frustrating to read about because you have two sides of the story. You have these veteran players who have all this money, and to put this into mind, if they don't get this agreement going, and you know the, the NFL wants this agreement now, and the owners want it now, because they're trying to start a new TV deal. And, you know, prior to, you know, the current one, 
uh, ending in 2021 of March. So the um, ownerships and the NFL are really pushing to get this done. But the players, you know, they're having a dispute between the younger and the veterans, and they're threatening to either go on strike or have a lockout. And this would be bad, not just for the NFL, but for these younger players that are trying to make it in the NFL because, you know, when you get drafted, you know, you sign a contract and you're guaranteed money. But I believe if there's a lockout and you're going on strike, you, you're not getting paid, and that might not be your fault. Um, you know, these players, these veterans don't think that it's worth the $100,000 for that 17th game. And as a young player, you look at that $100,000, I know I would, and say, man, that would, you know, that's a good chunk of change. Um, but, you know, these veteran players, they have endorsements, they have multi-million dollar deals, and they want to say no to it because they don't need the money. Well, that's not fair for these younger players. Um and that's where I kind of stand on that. I actually, I am for this agreement. And there are certain players that are coming out and saying that, um, you know, the NFL is really strict on safety and health after that CTE incident with Aaron Hernandez and the uh, movie with Will Smith. And I totally understand that. I'm all for player safety and want to improve the game. But also we need, you know, it's not, I would, I personally want to see, more regular season games um and i mean with the new playoff system having an extra two wild card teams in there you know if the only team that gets a number one or a buy is the number one seed which i like that it makes the games more important um and i the only downfall i really see out of this is the 17 game where is that game going to be played is it going to be played at home or away on a neutral site? Um, there's been talks about it being overseas or like in Canada and Mexico. But I personally, I would like to see it in the United States. But I'd like to see it at like a college where they don't have pro football. Like for instance, like South Dakota. Well, that might be a little too small. But like Nebraska. I mean, if you went down and played at Nebraska Stadium, that would be awesome uh, to see these to just have it at a place where um, they don't have pro football and they can come, these fans that are big college fans can come and experience a pro football game. So that's what I think. And But if this thing doesn't get passed, there is good news, and that's for the XFL. So, But we'll see. I'll have more on football, especially about the Vikings and the Cardinals, but I'm going to switch it over to the U.S. Marathon Trials. It was held last Saturday in Atlanta. And not a lot of people will probably want to hear this or even talk about it. Um, but in my last episode or my previous podcast, I talked about how I love the Olympics. I really enjoy watching Olympic Games and seeing these athletes that only compete um, once every four years on a very high level. I know that they have uh, different events that they go to throughout the years, but nothing is as big as the Olympics. And uh, congrats to the men and women who will be representing the U.S. this summer in Tokyo. Um, and I was, usually I don't really get too excited about the marathon. I am a runner, but I never ran marathons. I ran uh, as low as like the 800 to uh, the 10K. But I was very excited about this race because I was very curious to see how Bernard Lagat would do. He's 45 years old. And he would have set the record for the oldest person to participate, I believe, in a running event at the Olympics. And this would have been his sixth. Um, 
He's actually born in Kenya, and he represented Kenya in 2000 and 2004, and then became a citizen of the U.S., and uh, he represented U.S. in 2008, 2012, and 2016, but unfortunately, he placed 18th with a time of 214 and 23, uh, which, you know, only the top three can go. Um, but I'm, re I'm really hopeful that um, he goes to the trials. I believe it's in Eugene, Oregon for track. And hopefully he can compete in the 10 and the 5K and see if he can make it back into the Olympics. It would be really awesome to see him run again. I know I really enjoyed him uh, four years ago running the 5K. And, you know, he he did a weird transition. He actually he started out as a 1,500-meter runner. And as he got older, he realized he couldn't compete with the younger uh, um, younger runners. So he decided to um, run long distance and he um, became a distance runner more or less and competed in the 5k four years ago. And I believe he placed fifth. So, I mean, to be 41 years old and place fifth in the Olympics, that's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, that was actually my game or event uh, that was most looking forward to last week. So I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. And um, for this week, I say it would be uh, the Wild and the Predators. I'm really looking forward to um, watching those two teams square off because, you know, with Edmonton beating uh, the Predators last night, 8-5, to five, or no, 8-3, to three, uh, it keeps Wild uh, out of the playoffs by one point. So if they get a win, they'll jump. Nashville and get into that last playoff spot, which would be nice to see. But besides that, I'm looking to the rematch of Duke and North Carolina. Uh, they always seem to put on a show every time they see each other or when they're going up against each other. So I'm really, uh, really excited to watch that matchup. And um, I'll have more episodes coming out. And um, thanks again for listening.